Hello everyone and welcome to this edition of Sunday Talk with your host, me, Alexander Mars. Today's date is October, October, sorry, November 14th, 2021. And I don't know about you, but Thanksgiving's going to be here in a couple of weeks. And Christmas after that, woohoo, I'm looking forward to my Thanksgiving dinner. Yep, spending time with my family. <coughs> so I tell you that I'm looking forward to that. Having a nice dinner, having some nice family time and relaxing and all that jazz. Anyway. So anyway, I think I'm just going to have one topic today. It's late, I know. I apologize for recording this late in the day. Uh, Tuesday is uh, infusion day and my body has required a lot more rest. Also, I've been thinking about some things. I've been talking over with my family. Um, it is also a family decision. And if you kind of guess that it has to do with my hand, you are correct. So, anyway. For those of you who are new to my podcast, I have rheumatoid arthritis. I also have been diagnosed with dyslexia. So I just basically myself called myself dyslexic because in the, in the world of dyslexic, I have, I've been diagnosed officially with uh, dyslexia and I have the other two. Uh, those other two have been self-diagnosed, but with the characteristics and what they described that's plainly me and so there we go uh, if I had the money I'd fully get myself fully tested but I don't have the money so on my podcast I talk about issues that are affecting me with about my disabilities or about life in general and my writing my manuscripts and sometimes I talk about my when I'm composing a new song or doing some digital art you can also follow along with me on alexandermars.com where I talk about other things while well in there too. I try to keep my pod, my podcast and my and my blog about equal. So anyway, I also do have some of my digital art on my blog as well. If you'd like to take a look at that. So I've always I can't draw because of my hand, especially my right hand. And so I, I, I really like composing with, uh, compositing with digital art. Um, you don't really have to be artistic to do it. You just have to have a good eye and willing to learn new techniques in Photoshop. You can do marvelous things in Photoshop. Anyway, so I'm going to keep this down and you can probably tell the sound of my voice. I am not really a happy camper. I'm a little bit down. I'm disappointed. Um, anyway, so let me get, let me catch you guys up or if you've missed some of the information, here you go. I had a small last year around Christmas time of 2020. I had a bump to come up in the palm of my hand and it was a little thing and it grew and it started growing. Um, I went, I talked it to my rheumatologist 
she recommended me to go see a, a doctor, a surgeon. And I was highly reluctant about going to surgeon because I was afraid he would want to do surgery. And so I told my told my rheumatologist I wasn't ready to do that yet. Three months later, the bump got bigger and a second one was growing. I decided to go see um, the surgeon and I, you know, when you have a very good doctor, their bedside manner is not always the greatest. I mean, his is pretty decent. It could be better, but yeah. Um, he's really, from what I found out lately, excuse me, he is a, he has a reputation doing, doing things with hands. And so I'm feeling comfortable about that, but we'll see. Anyway, so, so basically I went to see him back over the summer and late summer and he diagnosed me with. Duplicans contracture. If you don't understand that, a lot of people know. It's where the muscles tighten in the palm of the hand and it brings down, sometimes they can bring down all the fingers, but mainly it brings down the ring finger and the pinky or what my therapist calls the small finger. And it basically tightens so much that the fingers go inward and they're just stuck. This runs in families. Unfortunately, it runs into my family. So, um, I was asked about that and I found out that it runs into my family and so I have it. So that's basically what it is. So my thing is where I kind of disagree with the surgeon, just because I have passive motion doesn't mean I will be able to have that motion after surgery. Okay, so let me back up. So you're probably thinking for you never who've been in therapy before. What is passion motion? Passion motion is where you can move a finger, like push back your finger and you get it all the way back. That's passive motion. But if I do that same finger by myself, telling my finger or not using my thumb from my left hand and pushing it back, pushing my ring finger all the way back, that is passive motion. But if I try to push it and straighten out my finger, I can't for whatever reason. So, so my surgeon believes because I have this passion motion in my ring finger that it can be easily fixed with surgery. I am not so sure about that. I have RA, I have rheumatoid arthritis. Basically my original diagnosis was juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. I've had it since I was seven. And I, it's the joint jamming has always been worse on the right side than the left. And I'm also right hand. So basically means I use my right hand a lot. Like I've told my therapist, there's some things my left hand can do. That's, that's my left hand does. And there's only things that my right hand can do. And if one of them goes down, I'm in trouble. even for a short time. So I've not been thrilled about having surgery. I've said I've been against it. I'm still against it. 
but it's looking like now I am not having a choice to get surgery done on my right hand. I just feel like this is like a 50-50 soft up and whatever happens, happens. So let me explain. I have been in therapy since August. I guess since August 11th was my first day in therapy. So I've been in therapy since then. I have spent a lot of money in therapy the last, see, August, September, October, November. Yeah, for four months. And I hate to see that bill coming. I may have. But anyway, I'll worry about that when I need to worry about that. So, anyway, so I've spent a lot of money and... Though, though I've been using my hand, my right hand a lot more since I've started therapy, grasping things, using it, feeling more comfortable using it, have function in my right hand, um, been able to sit longer at the computer and to do stuff, which has been great. <sighs> my therapist has... My therapist has decided that because of the last test that she did on that, my middle finger has improved with the mobility. And my, but my ring finger and my pinky hasn't really improved that much. And especially with me doing therapy at home, like exercises and wearing my night splint, wearing my resting splints and all that, she hasn't seen that much improvement even though the, functionally that I'm using my hand more. If it doesn't show up in the mobility of the mobility factor, then she feels now it's time for me to be discharged. Um, she just feels that therapy is not going to help. The therapy has helped as much as it can and that's as far as we can go for right now. And to be honest, I'm pretty disappointed and I'm very sad with that development. But I ain't surprised either. I know how there's been improvement in my hand, but not the improvement that my doctor wants to make. So, so my now the question is, do I get surgery? And when, if I do get surgery, I'm going to have surgery in the spring as they ain't no way during the middle of winter. Okay. This is winter time where I live. It's almost there. So I mean, today it snowed for, but he's like, it snowed because people put up Christmas decorations. I feel like yelling at people on, on Facebook and go, no, it snowed because it's in the middle of November and the temperature is falling. Like it does every November about this time of year. I was a kid. I remember we used to have a foot of snow by Thanksgiving. It was no leaves on the trees, totally snow. Look, you know. I I never understood when I was a kid when I looked outside my window, and I saw snow and bare trees. Why we were still celebrating Thanksgiving in the middle of winter? <laughs> it's like middle of winter, it's like in the beginning of winter. But yeah. You know, now, now snow don't come. Anyway. Cool.
tiny heat bills. But, so anyway, so, so yeah, and so now I'm looking at this and my, my concern for me for not doing, not scheduling surgery is for one, the holidays are coming up. Uh, I do not want to do surgery and have recovering and being in pain and recovering from surgery and dealing with the holidays. Uh, no. Also, too, where I live, I live in northern Indiana. And, yeah, because if you've, if you've read... If you've ever read Lady Dana in the Badlands, she would know where I, uh, I live in northern Indiana. And, um... It's... We get quite a bit of snow, sometimes off the lake. Get that good old-fashioned lake effect. So, you know, and snow builds up at the end of the driveway, especially when we get dumped on, and it's hard to get it out. <sighs> we don't have a snowblower. We should, but we don't. And it's hard to get help, and I do not want to be sn snowed in and have to go to therapy and tell my therapist I can't get out because we're blocked in because of the snowblows, because snowblows bring it all to the street. It's a mess. It's quite a mess. And so it's just, it's quite, it's quite a mess. So I don't really want to, I just kind of want to wait until like spring, like March or something and have it done. And that way I don't have to worry about the weather or snow. Just like. And get it and get it done. That's what I'm thinking about it. So the reason why I'm thinking now is I've done some more research on Duplicitous Contractor. It's a condition that's not going to go away. I like I said I have two tumors already that are big and they're growing. I've got a third one now growing a little itty bitty one growing on top of that. So, so I'm having all that done. I can't fully straighten out my ring finger by myself. Like I tilt to do it. Um, this and that. The pinky, as I was telling my therapist, my pinky, I, the way my pinky is, now my doctor feels it's part of the contracture, but I don't think so. I injured my pinky finger a long time ago. I fell, and the way I fell, that's the way it stabilized. I didn't have access to therapy and all that, and I just let it go. And so I've dealt with the pinky like that for I don't know how many years. It's been a long time. So the fingers, the way my fingers look, have been in this shape for years. And so my therapist pointed out that I need to tell the doctor that, which I'm going to. So, so I'm going to do that. So basically, my doctor told me if there wasn't any, basically, any improvement in my finger that we were going to do surgery and I just kind of went okay because he just went way too quick so so I've been thinking about whether I seriously now need to 
to do surgery. The thing I don't like that bothers me is I've, I sat down and asked my therapist point blank. I said, if I do the surgery, would I have the mobility that I have now? And basically she said she didn't know. It's, it's a hard question to answer because it's very rare for somebody to have rheumatoid arthritis and also be at the same time be diagnosed with duplicates contracture. Basically, my therapist has repeated over and over, she doesn't know where the RA ends and where the duper contracture begins. And without opening up my hand and looking at all the fingers, they really wouldn't know until the operation. And I tell you what, that scares, that scares me so bad. I'm like, you don't know. I'm sitting there going, I could, if I wake up from the anesthesia, I might have a completely different hand. It could be better or it could be really worse. Alrighty. So, yeah, it it's one of those. It, it's it's one of it's one of those. It's a difficult crossroads because it's like if I stay in the path now, I know eventually what's going to happen. I mean, I could sit there and do all the therapy in all the world in basically this one. I also in my support group talked to somebody else and uh, and that person said was diagnosed and basically said if it gets worse they're going to do surgery on, on, on this person as well. So I'm getting the indications that duplicate conjunctions is basically going to get worse. Uh, I know different people who are struggling with it and I know basically what happens to that, to, you know, it basically gets worse. So it's not like, it's not like I can pull, propone it off. I, it's going to get worse. This and that. Um, I also think that the duplicate conjecture has just started from basically some of the research that I just found out. When you start having tumors, that basically means, it's, from my understanding, I could be totally wrong about this, but it means that it's, it's in the beginning stages. So I don't think the joint damage that the, the damage to my fingers is all from the duplicate contractions. I think it's just from the RA. I'm like, I've had it since I was seven. I've had damage. My fingers have got basically crippled. I mean, I can still use my hand. It's just the last year or so, my muscles have gotten really tight in my hand doing just the basic stuff that I used to do. Um, so, you know, so that's what's really changed. This and that. Do I think the therapy helped? Yeah, because a lot of things that I'm doing is better. I'm wearing, you know, I'm wearing my splint. I'm doing the exercises, especially the stretching helps in the morning because I can feel how tight my hand is. And then once I do the stretching and sometimes even how tight I don't think my hand is, I do a stretch later on in the day and it's just like, wow. So, so I do know that my hand is tightening up no matter what. And doing stretching and wearing splints can only do it for so long. That's that's it. That's how much it can do. So, 
so this is my crossroads and you know and I've been asking people questions about it um, I, you know when you know one thing I hate and I'm probably guilty of this too one thing I hate is when somebody is like well if it was me I would do it functionary is everything for me and I'm like functionary you know like my mobility is important to me and I'm like and I'm sitting there going no wish or like really it's it's important to me too that's why I'm having this debate with inside of my head and then talking to my family about it because I know the burden it's going to put on them for a few weeks this and that you know and I'm like or another thing people tell me about, well, they tell me a friend of theirs or whoever and the big difference and what that person can do functionality. And I'm sitting there going, but does your friend have RA? There's a difference between me and an able-bodied person. Hello, I have joint damage. <laughs> and no one can answer that question, how much joint damage is and how it's going to make my joints worse <laughs> as my therapist says i'm a fascinating case because there's just a lot of there's a lot of questions with a lot of unknown answers and you know it is a condition you know and what makes it bad it's a condition that can get worse and even though there's medicine out there, I saw that the other night and I was like, I'd like to try that, but I'm not even sure if my insurance would cover it because I think it's a new medication. And if it's a new medication for, for duplicates contracture, I don't think my insurance would pay for it. And I got a funny feeling, I got, well, not funny feeling, but I got a feeling that it's very expensive and you have to go back every so many months to keep it from happening and that can get expensive and that might just be more expensive that might be more expensive than the surgery so and it's just it's just like and you know and I have a system of taking my pills I mean I use my right hand to put a pill because I have trouble swallowing my pills. I just can't swallow like a normal person. I have to put my pill exactly in the place back of my tongue without making myself gag. I've done that a couple of times. And then quickly having that pill and quickly drinking and swallowing my pill. And I'm just sitting there going, how in the world am I going to take my pills? I'm just sitting there going, this and that. And then my therapist told me that um, having surgery that I would be in pain and it would be very painful for the few first few weeks and I'm like oh joy <laughs> I'm just like do I really want to go through this but then again I think about it and then I know what is basically going to happen um, I've, I've seen it already happened I just didn't know what it was and now and getting the function back in my fingers and doing things and being comfortable at them is pretty good. But not having a guarantee that the stuff that I can do now that I would still be able to do it after surgery really bothers me. 
and this is what I don't think people understand when you try to talk to them is like the medical professionals that us that I am under the care under me are telling me they just don't know and yet my doctor thinks that the surgery will fix everything and I'm just like I don't think so doc and like I said he's one of the best in my area so I've heard some really good things about his work so so that's made me feel better about that part but am I like gung-ho and ready to, to start all this not really I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do well let me tell you this way <clears throat> a few weeks ago I was like leaning absolutely not not going to do it but kept an open mind but as I watched the last few, last few times I went and watched my therapist's reaction change to certain things, I, I noticed where she started leaning. I think she's like, she knows what I want. I haven't directly asked her. And I think it's a hard question if I come out and tell her if, I, if, if she thinks I should have the surgery. Because now, according to her mobility test, her measurements that she's take there's not been that much improvement on my ring and small finger in which that has me pretty bummed and and I've been doing the stuff that she asked me doing at home and I'm still doing it and so and now over the weekend my last visit with her because I'm like totally off this coming week was Friday and she told me not to do my one exercising split and I tell you what, I can feel it. I'm I'm about ready to to put some band-aids on my fingers and get out that splint and do some exercises because I can feel it. I've done more stretching, you know, instead of instead of not doing it, I've done an extra stretching in the mornings. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but I can feel the pain in my hand. And that's always been a, a factor. If I start having pain, we're we're gonna do something and so I'm having pain where the tumors are at and I notice and I notice in the mornings when I wake up because I wear I wear my night splint for a few hours at night I try to wear it through the night but I just can't my hand will wake me up and just say time for it to come off and so I've took it off and I just know how my hand feels and how my muscles feels inside of it. And I've not had that and it's because I think I do my ex my doing using my ex exercising splint. And so what makes it bad is my therapist is off. She she's not working until until early, until the middle of the week. So it's like I can't call her, but I'm just I'm about ready to just put on some band-aids and start using my exercise splint. Because I've been, been playing around with my mouse and I can feel how uncomfortable my hand is using my mouse. And it has not been doing that. So. So yeah, that's just, that's one more thing. And I was like looking for somebody that, that I was been looking for somebody in my support group to see if they had the surgery and to talk to them and had different contracture and. 
unfortunately there's not really a lot of people who's had that so I mean I talked to one person then she that person told me basically what the person's medical staff medical team told her told that person what they needed to do so yeah so it's just like what do I do I'm not not really happy about it I did talk to my therapist and told her if I didn't have the surgery I'd wait to spring and because she did tell me that if I came in there after surgery I would like the first couple weeks I would have to to make sure I show up for my visits I wouldn't have a choice so and depending on and depending on that kind of surgery and how he goes in there and fixes everything so I don't know and then and then another thing too one of another reason why I'm very hesitant is because I've had uh, I've had issues with being put under anesthesia uh, the last attempt I was they had to put me under for a test they couldn't do it something happened and I tried to tell that doctor what he needed the anesthesia what he needed to do and he didn't want to listen to me and it basically happened like I said it would and yeah I wanted to just yell at him told you so <laughs> I really did and he came back and checked on me. He knew I was mad at him because it's like if he would have listened, he would have known. So, so yeah. So, yeah, and that's why. And then a, a few years ago, I was I had to go through outpatient surgery, and I had severe complications to anesthesia. Basically, I think it was called anesthesia ammonia or something like that there's a complication and basically what happened was that I had um, liquid to go into my lungs and it filled up both of my lungs and I guess several times they call it cold blue on me <laughs> and I'm sitting there going yeah and they couldn't do my they couldn't do my surgery that was not fun waking up and I do not want to go through that again and I do not want to go and do a surgery at a surgery center because I don't think they would fully be care fully prepared for the complicated patient because basically I am a complicated patient physically I have issues I have issues in my jaw I have issues in my neck I have issues <laughs> and things can go wrong and they go wrong and I do not want to be in a place where that they can't supply where they can't do a code if I have to be coded again I want to be where they're prepared and they can get people in there right away and I don't feel like a surgery center is the best place and do with COVID and stuff I don't know if that would be possible to get an outpatient surgery at a hospital locally right now and then 
winter's coming and I know COVID cases have been going down, but I've been knowing people who got COVID. So there's COVID. Um, people's also getting sick with other things other besides COVID anymore. So I'm just kind of wondering if the COVID thing around here is, is, is done or not is going to be severe, but don't know. And I ain't taking any chances. So, so basically, like I said, I'm just keeping you updated. Basically right now is I'm just trying to decide whether if I am going to get surgery and to be honest, knowing my odds, I'm probably going to go with surgery and not do it in this and do it in spring when the weather is is better and I don't have to worry about a foot of snow being piled up or six inches or eight inches and getting on the driveway I've dealt with that so and not put that kind of stress on my family because I tell you, it's hard to get rides and it's hard to get stuff. People have told me it's Uber. Well, you know, honestly, I don't have the money for Uber. Uber is not free. And my city bus doesn't go everywhere. Even though they do have a bus for people with disabilities or who have medical conditions. And I don't know how long that process would take. Which is another option. And then, then I don't know what I would be exposed to. Because one thing that I'm cautious about is is dealing with people and dealing with these situations. I don't know what I'm going to be exposed to because I know when I get sick, like back in September, I'm down for a month. And I don't like doing new things. So I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just one of those things. I just... I just don't know yet. But yeah, I'm leaning because I do understand from, like I said, I've done some more research on duplicate contracture that it will get worse. My fingers will go in. And it's like the tumors are growing. I've seen basically what's going to happen to my finger and how it's going to look. And maybe now would be a good time just to go ahead and nip it on the butt and just do it. So that's what I'm, what I'm thinking about doing. I know I said I'm in against it, but I also thought at the time that my therapy, I thought the therapy was helping, but I've got the functionary back because the muscles are not as tight, which is good. But I also know lately, especially after doing my one exercise, how my hands been feeling the last couple of days and I don't know if that's part of it is my infusion or not but I really don't know but it's just really getting hard and I can feel it so it's like a question I need to ask, you know talk to my therapist about
or she discharges me. Okay, she really because the stretching does help. Because basically, what I get up in the morning is I do I do the hand, I do the stretching, in the hand, and that really opens it up. I mean, it's hard first ten, three minutes, and then I can tell it stretches out. It it gets out and it gets easier, and, and the pain is not as bad. And then that really helps. And then I didn't really know if the exercise one was really doing anything, and I think it does. I think it helps with the palm. Where the tumor's at and helps to stretch out my hand a lot more besides holding up my fingers and I I do think I need that I know I need that but I'm not really sure what my therapist was trying to do about the exercise plant I think she was trying to see something about the stretching so I don't know about that so I'm thinking about when she gets back in the office, giving her a call, talking to her. I think that might be the best idea. Before I see her, my last, last appointment. So, so yeah, I don't know. It's just, like I said, this is like a really tough decision because I know I'm at a crossroads. I know if I stay on the path that I am. And if I take to the path to the right, I'm not sure what's going to happen. It's like a 50-50 toss-up. But I also know if I stay on the current path, I know exactly what's going to happen. So, it's like, you know, it's one of the questions is, is now what? And I've been praying about it and just like, I just haven't got really any, really, really insurances about stuff, but... I, I see this is one thing about me being dyslexic I can see the overall picture and it's like I know if I stay in this path I know what's gonna happen but I can't see what's gonna happen on the other path <laughs> it's like hmm. so so anyway any decision I make I have to be committed to it um, it's like I told my family tonight that if I decide to do do the surgery I have to be very committed to the to the therapy and and just do what I need to do and get it done and I've done that before so that means working through the pain and just having some awful nights so be it and also too if I wait waiting to the spring that helped me to get my manuscript done because I don't know how much I'd be able to get that done doing therapy and not have my hand, to be honest with you. So that's where I'm at. I'm actually right now leaning towards surgery and having it done in a few months. Whether or not my surgeon agrees with me or that, I don't know. I just may tell him that's non-negotiable. Because I understand what I'm doing with at home, and I need to make sure that I can get to therapy, despite the weather. And the weather around here is tossed up now. So that's what happens when you live up north. If I lived somewhere I wouldn't have to worry about it, that'd be okay. But, yep. So that's where I'm at, and that's where I'm going to end it, and...
I will catch you on the other side of the moon. So anyway, like I said, you can follow me on my blog post or my blog on Alexander alexandermars.com. You can also catch me on Twitter on a uh, AM storytelling as well. You can also send me an email at alexandermars the writer at AOL. Or if you can't remember that, you can always go to my website, alexandermars.com, hit the contact button, and send me an email through there because I would love to hear from you. Especially if there's anybody out there listening that has RA and has super contractures and had the surgery, please give me, me, please send me an email and tell me about your experience. Good, the bad, the ugly, I don't care. I need to know all of it. And the next question was, was it worth it? Because that's what I'm really looking for. As somebody who's had the surgery and going, was it worth it? <laughs> if you're if you're a normally able-bodied person, I get it. It does wonders. I, I've heard the stories from people that are able-bodied, and I'm just like I'm looking for someone that has mobility issues, who has superconductive contracture. That's the people that I need to, to to read about their experiences because there's not that many. So anyway, so I'm gonna leave it from there, and I will. Catch you later, and remember to spend the time that you, ones that you love. And also remember, Thanksgiving's coming up, and leave the stress of the family situation at the doorstep when you enter with your family. Make it a joyful, loving experience with your family. Also remember, you're the only one that can control you. You cannot control the people around you, but you can control how you respond to your family. I know some of those. Situations can be stressful. So I will see you later. Toodles.